Hello, and welcome to Jack's English Story Club, where we learn English with amazing stories. I'm Jack. Thank you for joining the club today. Today's story is Alice in Wonderland for English learners, Chapter Two. If you would like to read along with me, the transcript is in the show notes. Chapter Two, Pool of Tears. Here are some useful words for today's chapter. Nonsense, N O N S E N S E, is something that doesn't make sense or is silly. To shed tears, S H E D, is another way of saying to cry. Pattering of feet. P a t t e r i n g is a word that sounds like what it means. If you imagine patter 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 patter, when you say it out loud, you can imagine the sound of feet or rain, perhaps. Splendid, s p l e n d i d, means excellent. Very well, or superb. Puzzling, p u z z l i n g, means confusing, difficult to figure out, like a puzzle. Quiver, q u i v e r, means to shake with very small, quick movements. Shrill. S h r i l l means something that has a very high pitched and sharp sound. Purr is the soft, low, rumbling sound that a cat makes when it's happy. Now, let's begin today's story. Curiouser and curiouser, cried Alice. She was so surprised that for a moment she forgot how to speak good English. Now I'm opening out like the largest telescope ever. Goodbye, feet. When she looked down at her feet, they seemed to be almost out of sight. They were getting so far away. Oh, my poor little feet! I wonder who will put on your shoes and socks for you now, dears. I'm sure I won't be able to. I will be much too far off to worry about you. You must manage the best way you can. But I must be kind to them, thought Alice. Or perhaps they won't walk the way I want to go. Let me see.、Mm. I'll give them a new pair of boots every Christmas. And she went on planning to herself how she would manage it. They must go by post, she thought. And how funny it will seem, sending presents to one's own feet, and how odd the directions will look. Oh dear, what nonsense I'm talking! Just then, her head struck against the roof of the hall. In fact, she was now more than nine feet tall, and she immediately took the little golden key and hurried off to the garden door. Poor Alice, 
it was as much as she could do, lying down on one side, to look through into the garden with one eye. But to get through was more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry again. You should be ashamed of yourself, said Alice. A great girl like you, to go on crying this way? Stop this moment. But she went on all the same, shedding gallons of tears, until there was a large pool all around her, about four inches deep, and reaching half down the hall. Curiouser and curiouser, and curiouser and curiouser. After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance, and she quickly dried her eyes to see what was coming. It was the white rabbit returning, splendidly dressed, with a pair of white gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He came trotting along in a great hurry, muttering to himself as he came. Oh, the Duchess! The Duchess! Oh, she'll be angry if I've kept her waiting! Alice felt so desperate that she was ready to ask anyone for help. So, when the rabbit came near her, she began in a low, timid voice. Um, sir? The rabbit got frightened, dropped the white gloves and the fan, and ran away into the darkness as fast as he could. Alice took up the fan and the gloves, and, as the hall was very hot, she kept fanning herself all the time as she talked. Dear, dear, how odd everything is today. Yesterday, things were so normal. I wonder if I've been changed during the night. Let me think. Was I the same when I got up this morning? I almost think I can remember feeling a little different. But if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? Ah, that's a great puzzle. And she began thinking over all the children she knew that were of the same age as herself to see if she could have been turned into any of them. Hmm, I'm sure I'm not Ada, she said, because her hair is curly and mine isn't curly at all. And I'm sure I can't be Mabel because I know all sorts of things and she... <laughs> Oh, she knows very little. Besides, she's she, and I'm I, and... Oh dear. How puzzling it all is. I'll try and see if I know all the things I used to know. Let me see. Four times five is twelve. And four times six is thirteen. And four times seven is... Oh dear. I shall never get to 20 at that rate. Let's try geography. London is the capital of Paris. And Paris is the capital of Rome. And Rome... No, that's all wrong. I'm certain. I must have changed places with Mabel. And I'll have to go and live in that tiny little house. 
and have almost no toys to play with and, oh, so many lessons to learn. No, I've made up my mind about it. If I'm Mabel, I'll stay down here. It'll be no use for them to put their heads down and say, come up again, dear. I shall only look up and say, who am I then? Tell me that first, and then, if I like being that person, I'll come up. If not, I'll stay down here until I'm somebody else. But oh dear, Alice cried with a sudden burst of tears. I do wish they would put their heads down. I am so very tired of being all alone here. As she said this, she looked down at her hands and was surprised to see that she had put one of the rabbit's little white gloves on while she was talking. How did I do that? She thought. I must be getting small again. She got up and went to the table to measure herself by it, and found that she was now about two feet high, and was still shrinking quickly. She soon found out that the cause of this was the fan she was holding, and she dropped it hastily, just in time to avoid shrinking away completely. That was a narrow escape, said Alice very frightened at the sudden change, but very glad to find herself still in existence. And now for the garden, and she ran quickly back to the little door, but no, the little door was shut again, and the little golden key was lying on the glass table like before. And things are worse than ever, thought the poor child, because I wasn't this small before. Oh, this is very bad. As she said these words, her foot slipped, and the next moment, splash! She was up to her chin in salt water. Her first idea was that she had somehow fallen into the sea. However, she soon realised that she was in the pool of tears which she had wept when she was nine feet high. I wish I hadn't cried so much, said Alice, as she swam around, trying to find her way out. I'll be punished for it now, I suppose, by being drowned in my own tears. That will be an odd thing. However, everything is odd today. Just then, she heard something splashing about in the pool, a little way off, and she swam nearer to make out what it was. At first, she thought it must be a walrus or a hippopotamus, but then she remembered how small she was now, and she soon realised that it was only a mouse that had slipped in like herself. Would it be of any use now, thought Alice, to speak to this mouse? Everything is so strange down here that I think it can probably talk. Anyway... There's no harm in trying. So she began. Oh, mouse, do you know the way out of this pool? I am very tired of swimming. The mouse looked at her with suspicion, but it said nothing. Perhaps it doesn't understand English, thought Alice. 
Maybe it's a French mouse. So she began again. Or est mon chat? Which was the first sentence in her French lesson book. But the mouse gave a sudden leap out of the water and seemed to quiver all over with fright. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice hastily, afraid that she had hurt the poor animal's feelings. I forgot you don't like cats. Not like cats, cried the mouse in a shrill, passionate voice. Would you like cats if you were me? Well, perhaps not, said Alice in a soothing tone. Don't be so angry about it. And yet, I wish I could show you our cat, Dinah. I think you'd like cats, if only you could see her. She is such a dear, quiet thing. Alice went on, half to herself, as she swam lazily about in the pool. And she sits purring so nicely by the fire, licking her paws and washing her face. And she is so nice and soft to pet. And she is so great at catching mice. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice again, for this time the mouse looked really offended. We won't talk about her any more if you'd rather not. We won't indeed cried the mouse, who was trembling down to the end of his tail. As if I would talk on such a subject. Our family always hated cats, nasty, terrible things. Don't let me hear the name again. I won't, said Alice, in a great hurry to change the subject of conversations. Uh, do you... do you like dogs? The mouse did not answer, so Alice went on eagerly. There is such a nice little dog near our house, I'd like to show you. A little bright-eyed terrier, you know, with, oh, such long, curly brown hair. And it will fetch things when you throw them, and it'll sit up and beg for its dinner, and all sorts of things. I can't remember half of them. And it belongs to a farmer, you know, and he says it's so useful and it's worth a hundred pounds. He says it'll kill all the rats and... Oh dear, cried Alice. I'm afraid I've offended it again. For the mouse was swimming away from her as fast as it could go. So she cooled softly after it. Mouse dear, do come back again, and we won't talk about cats or dogs either, if you don't like them. When the mouse heard this, it turned around and swam slowly back to her. Its face was quite pale, and it said in a low, trembling voice, Let us get to the shore, and then I'll tell you my story and you'll understand why I hate cats and dogs. It was definitely time to go, because the pool was getting quite crowded with birds and animals that had fallen into it. There were a duck and a dodo, a lorry and an eagle, and several other 
curious creatures. Alice led the way, and the whole party swam to the shore. Thank you for listening to another chapter of Jack's English Story Club. If you made it all the way to the end of the chapter, you should congratulate yourself for putting in the effort to improve your English. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow this podcast on whatever app you're using. And if you want to show even more support, consider buying me a coffee. The link is in the description. Let's meet again for the next chapter of Alice in Wonderland for English Learners. Goodbye.